Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another night of Right Under the Influences virtual spoken word and open mic event. I am your host, Quiet Storm. And tonight we are bringing you another dose of poetic therapy. So before we get everything started, I'm gonna go quickly run through the rules and regulations of the game. First and foremost, when it is your turn to present, to recite, to sing, rap, whatever you wanna do, please state your name, the name of the piece or song that you will be performing. And also if possible, any backstory, any inspiration to how this piece or song came to be. These recordings are, sorry, these shows are recorded. So if you wish to not have your performance recorded, just simply let me know and I will pause the recording. And once that your session is done, I will go ahead and put the recording back on again. Also, another big piece, for those who are in the audience, please, please, please mute your mics so that way we do not interrupt the performer. Um, we wanna give everybody our undivided attention. So with all things said and done, let's go ahead and start tonight's show. So first off on the list, Dustin, I'm gonna have you kick things off. So whenever you are ready, floor is all yours. All right. Uh, hey, everyone. I am that poem guy on Tumblr. Um, I actually have one already picked out uh, to start off right away. So this one is called Victim to Your Lips. And it kind of started off as just something I just was playing with in my head and thought it'd be cool, but then kind of had it sitting as like a draft for the longest time for just four lines. Um, and then I kind of, I guess, had like, I guess, a breakthrough or something and realized I could match those lines to something else. So, yeah, uh, here it is. I fell victim to the creases in your lips. Within them, life seemed the simplest. Midst the chaos we found our whim, missed but not lost, just unwritten. Our stories only get told through memories. Bright flashes leave my chest quivering. How do you go through your daily routine, throwing matches at cans of gasoline? You must like watching the world burn, pages turning but will never learn, the reasoning behind your choices, or how you left me voiceless, shivering in my own sweat you brought upon my fears. I'll probably not get, sorry, I'll probably never get over you, but it'll take some years. All because I fell victim to your lips, within them brought apocalypse. And that's the end. Oh my God. I loved all of that. Um, my favorite line was the one about gasoline. I don't know, I love, <laughs> I love poems that reference gasoline for some reason, my inner rage, I don't know. Sometimes we just like to see stuff burn, whether it's, uh, you know, books or a world or someone else's life or, your, you know, your problems, whatever it is. I definitely like the ending to that piece. Um about the lips well the kiss and then bringing the apocalypse um because sometimes i feel like you know that that right kiss from the wrong person can really you know throw your whole world off balance so i i like that thanks yeah i, uh, I agree 100 <laughs> percent all right so next up on the list k if you are ready floor is all yours. 
Okay, so this is kind of a poem that goes with what I wrote about last week, um, just about my my first loves and and things like that. And so this one is um, about my high school, kind of a few experiences from that. Um, and it's called Putty High School Boys. <laughs> okay, Putty High School Boys, class ass clowns, fun for a night as we travel across towns creating scenes we only thought existed in movie dreams. Alex Kaplan, I wish I would have got the stitch, you bitch, are the first lines I could write for the fate of my first stolen kiss. I knew it was in the mist. I had planned it out entirely as a moment of bliss, even bailing on a family trip to have the house to myself for us to be alone and make out zone. It was August 10th, 2011. The summer of romance, you were the bad boy of the school. I wanted the chance, the rebellion. You drank, you smoked, you got with every girl and their hearts were broke and eventually mine was too. But I had a plan, we'd be a pair. This I was convinced as I played it cool. But boy, were you a tool. We played Call of Duty, zombies to be exact. I'd kick ass, I had become a pro perfecting my sniping, finding the best places for hiding. We made a bet, if you beat me, we'd kiss with a winning victory of a stolen innocence. Part of me wanted to lose with a separate experience to be won, but I couldn't bring myself to it because of my competitive spirit. But I knew I'd already lost this betting game because even with me winning, it was one and the same. But eventually I let you win the first of my sins as we made, my, made our way to my room awaiting your play. I had a beanbag chair on my floor. That day I became another girl. You counted for a black book score. You spoke fluent French and had moves planned too. When you said to me you wanted a hug while laying down, I was onto you. I knew, but I didn't care. I thought I had you as you grabbed my hair. A simple kiss from those French lips, still to this day, one of the best is true, but my inner teen despises you. Remembering the words from a makeout scene where we fell off the bed as things heated up instead. I wore my favorite shorts, ones I came to call my whoring shorts. This went on for hours, of course, until it was seven and you headed home. When you left, I danced to Taylor Swift all alone. As I awaited a buzzing from my phone, jumping on my bed, guitar strumming and twirling until my screen lit with bullshit fed. Thinking he was the one, I was wrong with the text that I got that had proved he had won. You're okay with just being friends, right? Dead, my eyes went cold. Darker than night, this instigated a promiscuous fight, a new plan. A strategy to show him he should have chosen to be my man. This was a proving battle now and I wanted to win. So I became a rebel and matched his every sin. Within four short months, I went from perfect Molly Mormon to my first drinking time. Chugging the bottle, hitting a bong, pretending like I knew how to get along. He tried to kiss me again, but I wasn't letting that begin. This wasn't a game, remember? I was guaranteeing my win. When I was sent to Utah and you got to keep the receipt, but you taught me an important lesson. I didn't know it then, but I know the respect I deserve to always be given. So to Alex, I concur, I'm just as petty as you were. But we were in high school, there's no more to duel. Kate, you gave me a calculator watch that summer, telling me of its value, but we became runners against time, moves organized and shallow. Instead of lovers matched to sublime, saying it reminded you of me, must have been strategic calculating the words you would beam. I left for camp, finding in the middle your boyish schemes to revamp, playing us two as a riddle, convincing me you were true, but you found someone new. So subconsciously, I lost that watch as I stopped counting down the days of a teenage heartbreak got caught. But over time, I continued to get robbed blind. The following year, on a day of your biggest fear, a trauma from your past, an internal shame shot off to last. You called me drunk, hurt badly and afraid, car sunk. I knew you were at the lake because it was close to her grave. I had been drinking that night, but it didn't matter. Cop lights could shine bright, I'd make it to you, a mad hatter to come through. Alive to save, little did I know, I would be an angel to an airwave. 
Driving fast, I followed that dirt rocky path with eyes to see your car in a ditch wedged just perfectly. Kept from a plummet that would have been taking, ending you off a summit. You were slurring your words with conversation passing, confused and disoriented, yet laughing. I got you out of your car, took you home, neglecting my new guy, and it was you I chose to tend to. Our connection from this has left an everlasting imprint because the darkness we share brought out opposition of light, protecting one another with care when we didn't want to protect ourselves, a romance played unfair. Now I can't save you, but I hope you find the glue that brings the message clear to you. Your life does matter. You have purpose and potential. Please, I'm miles away. I never want your smile to fade. Corbin, you are the life of a party. Rather, us together were an elaborate, elaborate starting. You drove the fast car. You had the cabin in the dark. The parents who were cool, the ones that let us drink, both drinking ourselves into fools. With lyrics of swimming pools, not believing we actually cared. Even though it was a love we both had wanted, we just hadn't dared. I remember streaking in the dark in the cold, bitter snow, throwing beer bottles down from the second story, landing near the jacuzzi in the ground. To guzzle and play truth or dare, because it was us, we always chose the dare. A night to forget, yet somehow through the drunken, we'd remember the week of winter break. We listened to endless throwback jams with black lights in the night of nights where the card of virginity went blank. As we shared a few moments, quite short to be frank, it was fun and games, parties and fames, but today I'll keep you as a faded memory of a boyfriend that could have been, but wasn't and ended up dating my friend. With words on a ship, you wish it were me instead, like you had said again and again. Carson, with a label of boyfriend, you were sweet one to defend, good, pure and kind, meaning I was too rebellious for a soul with a beautiful mind, a Mormon boy where innocence I stole with thrills of a path made decoy. You knew I hated Valentine's day because to be honest, I didn't want to accept love could stay but somehow you made it special, starting with love letters, the beginning of a promised day. A bear sitting outside my grandma's just before school. This turned me into a lovesick fool. I got to class and saw you standing right with roses in hand, a gesture far more grand. With a school dance that night, you came to the house, both dressed to arouse. I wore a Cinderella blue dress. Fitting you was a James Bond black tux. 007 labeled your cuffs, a corsage labeled mine. Forever with you, we were meant to be together. This had to be true. We spent the night dancing, being goofy and too close for the principal's comfort, but we didn't care. I just got lost in your stare. The theme being Skyfall, you had me fallen as your girl. Yet under your heart, I felt you protect me from the world. Of the past hurts, but with you it cleared the stereotypes I feared. You were my agent, my saving grace. It was on this night I took your virginity and you became my real first, teaching me that love didn't always have to be cursed. With words perfect and shared, I'm in love with you. I whispered the words back innocence we no longer lacked. We lost this piece at a childhood house in a tree, one covered in blankets and a laptop for us to see. The movie we didn't even care to watch, you fell from the sky and somehow you became my guy, only to fall apart, differences over time. To Carson, you eventually went on a mission doing the church proud. I hope the woman you're with now and married to is everything you've deserved. You, my friend, no matter the zero of words and conversations we will no longer have, I wish you the best. This is my response letter, a message to confess. This was written from a teenage perspective. I was almost reluctant, but felt it was a part of my story that needed sharing. To all the boys in my grade school past, I'm sorry, but we were never meant to last. And that is the end. So, now go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, I was just gonna say, Kay, that felt like just kind of like throwing bricks into a lake. And every, every new ripple just kept getting further and further out. And like, that's 
that's sort of your impact on other people's lives and their impact on you. It's just this constant ripple and, you know, we're just going to see where that goes. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate that. The one thing I liked about this piece was the perspective it gave me. Um, and I say that because, you know, back in my day, I, I used to be that, that guy. So now that I'm actually hearing it, like my, the consequences of my actions coming from, you know, uh, uh, a victim, let's say, it's it's interesting. I, I, I never would have even thought to even look at it like that. So I, I thank you for that. I thank you for that. Yeah, you're you're welcome. I don't want you to feel sad or bad about it. It was high school, you know. So um, it, it is what it is. We've all moved past it. Oh no, I mean I'm I'm not sad about it because normally when you know back then when when i would be told about feelings it would be you know very hostile and a lot of you know a lot of negativity <laughs> but you know coming from a calm cool perspective and the tone it's like oh wow like that's how you know i mean we're all young so you know what can you really say or do we all were, <laughs> so, like, true. <laughs> so true so true All right, with all that being said, Ophidia, if you are ready, floor is all yours. Okay, I'm ready. Um, so this is one that I actually posted on my Tumblr. I think it was like two days ago. Could have been yesterday, I don't know. Um, but my Tumblr is saved in my drafts for anybody who doesn't know. And this one is called Baby Blue. I guess opposites attract when I wanted you so bad and the colors had a different hue. The blood dripping from your eyes onto my skin, you bled a baby blue. I always will and I loved you then. I was taken by your hue, but you wished me gone so bad. If you come back, I will always run away from you. And that's the end. I really like that one. It was uh, short and sweet, and I like the descriptions you used. Thank you. Yeah, I was, I was literally going to say the same thing. That was pretty good, though. I like that. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So next up, Sage, if you are ready. The floor is all yours. Okay. Um, so this poem is called Ink. Um, and I guess I will give context. I feel like most of my poems don't really need explaining. This one kind of does. So I have uh, tattoos on both of my wrists. Um, and I really like tattoos and I plan to get lots of them. But there are certain parts of my body that I can't get tattoos on at this point in my life. Um, just because I'm still working through stuff. And so this is a poem that I wrote 
during a really hard time about why I chose to get tattoos on my wrists. So, and it's very short. My eyes burn from crying too much. And every time I see my wrists, I'm reminded that I chose to layer them with ink rather than scars. Chose to feel the living pain of a needle over the dull and deadly sweet pain of a knife. The end. I like that. That was really, um, that was really real. Like I, 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 now that you like, you know, you gave us a little backstory to that, it, it, I can see how like you would see things coming from your own perspective, like from your own point of view. Um, I like that. I like that. Thank you. I, I thought one, that was you get, oh, incredibly sorry, go ahead. powerful. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I thought that was incredibly powerful. Um, and that hit me really hard. And uh, thank you so much for sharing. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, it, it must have taken a lot of strength off to write that. So thank you for sharing that. Stuff. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, Sage, uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, as someone who um, at an earlier age used to self-harm, um, I've found that getting tattoos uh, it really helps in a sense. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a mean to kind of like cement like your past and leave it there and not carry on from those, you know, I would call them bad habits or just bad reactions to our life. Um, but I, for one, hope you get all the tattoos uh, that you deserve. So thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. All right. So with all that said and done, Rich, sir, if you are ready, floor is all yours. Good evening. This is Imperial Lefty. And to start off the night, I'm just going to use an amalgamation of 10 word pieces that I've written over the couple past couple of years. Let's see how this turns out. I dream of sleep. And when sleep comes, it is no easy nightmare. It is the cold call of ghosts from past I haven't lived. You see, there are, there are causes that I live for and causes that I die for and skeletons in my closet whose marrow I have eaten far, far too soon. See, the devil is in the details and some devils are silent and some devils are sultry and some devils are smooth and I drink smooth devils and I dream of sleep. I dream of drowning in sleep that will refresh the soul. If the soul is something that can be refreshed, reverbed, remixed, remade. I dream of sleep. I dream of soundless devils and demons and desires. I dream of sleep. Soft, smooth nightmares 
touching my soft, once smooth skin. I dream of sleep. The end. Okay, forgive me if I butcher it, but was it the, your line, the devil in the details? That's what it sounded like. Um, overall, I just loved this. It's definitely, I guess I, I like to say I have an evil aesthetic. I don't really actually mean evil, but I really like the, anything that talks about like devils, Satan, God, and anything along those lines. This was, I thought it was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, that was, um, that was really good, Rich. Um, it, it, you, you didn't stray away from your, your usual style, even though you said there was like an nomination. Um, but I think it was, you know, really well put together. Um, and then the tone itself, I felt really just carried that piece all the way through. So definitely a good job with that. Thanks, Jay. All right, so with that being said, Charlie, if you are ready, the floor is all yours. Um, yes, let me just get inside one second. Um, I do want to give a little backstory on this one, just because it was like the first poem I wrote that kind of made me go, I like doing this. Um, wrote it like pretty early in the morning and um, it was about a really traumatic experience. So, damn. Um, it's untitled like most of my poems. Um, Daggers pierce the chest, pain ever present, hands grasped eyes slipped, screams held back, arms permanently scarred, veins once filled with acid, sickly sweet words whispered into, sloppy kisses applied onto, a neck once cleaned, streaks on sheets and piercing, sorry, um, piercing pillows, are we forever victimized? Defiled by terrorized nights, weighed down by our shame, our relentless memories. Uh, the end. That um, that piece was it was definitely um, it was moving. I mean, we can definitely hear the the emotion behind that, um, you know, like, you know, we, we, it's been said many, many times before, you know, this, this is a safe open space. Um, you know, we're not just writers and poets and poetess. We're, you know, we're a community. We're here for each other. So, um, just know, regardless of whatever the situation is, um, just know that we are here whenever you do need, you know, a place to go to, to vent, to just 
take your mind away from things. Just know that we are here. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, that, um, that means so much to me. Like, I think you can hear the emotion in my voice. So <laughs> thank you. I also want to add, like, there have been a few times where, um, I didn't have like intentions of I guess spilling my guts in a sense and I mean here I am with Kay right now <laughs> but there there are people here and this is a safe place like I guess I'm just repeating stuff but I you always have me you can come talk to you and I know damn well I'm not the only one. All right, so with that being said, Kaylee, if you are ready, ma'am, floor's all yours. Okay, hello. Um, I came a little late tonight mostly because like I kind of forgot what time it was and then I looked at my phone and I was like oh shit um so yeah um I have a diff couple different pieces to share I wrote this piece um uh like a week or two ago I was like sitting in a parking lot and it just like hit me and I was like all right I'll write this um but this is called gnashing teeth and criminal tongues it's named after a line from a panic at the disco song so i didn't know what else to name it and this felt appropriate so here it is crumbling stumbling i fell into your arms like a present on christmas morning and you sweet like a candy cane peppered my face with kisses and pulled me tighter against your chest maybe it was always meant to be like this stealing kisses under mistletoes and hiding notes in our lockers like it's middle school all over again your hand grazing against my back lights me up like fireworks on New Year's Day. Secrets are best kept when under guise of newfound lovers, but then the illusion began to drift away. The electricity soon fizzled out until it was nothing more than a static shock, eyes no longer searching for each other in crowded rooms, and I began to wonder where this all went wrong, if somewhere along the way I could pinpoint the exact moment that this great love story would end in heartbreak, missing the ghost of someone you never were. Because tears don't fall for a love that was so far gone, the heart stopped yearning for it. I never thought heartache could taste like this, like lemon drops in your grandma's favorite crystal dish and jelly ranchers left in the heat for too long. Sour taste coats the inside of my mouth and all along my tongue that I do nothing to wash it away. Burning eyes tell a different story. And I wish with everything in me that I could find the passion, the fire, the way you used to make my heart race among all the carnage and debris debris of us drifting through outer space, our orbits pulled in different directions, and I'm so violently reminded that this is how stars are made. Going supernova requires one of us to break. And that's it. There was a line in there that you had said something along the lines of like seeing, falling in love with the ghost of someone that was your past or like who you were or who isn't you, something along those lines. And it was so, it just hit me straight up. Um, I thought this was a beautiful, beautiful piece and you did an amazing job. Um, I hope you have it posted somewhere because it was really good. Yeah, it was 
very beautiful. I always love the imagery. It was very, very descriptive and just the imagery was very on point. Great job. Um, thank you. I actually, I'm pretty certain I have it posted on my Tumblr. I have to like go double check. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like posted on my Tumblr. Because I remember writing it and then I was like, well, I need to put this somewhere. Yeah, that was a very, very good piece. I actually like the um the way that you ended it. Um it it I feel like it really, at least for me, I, I feel like it really just kind of just and like I can't even I don't even know what to say. <laughs> um, but I just felt like the way that it ended, it just at least for me really put things in perspective. Um just at least in my own life, um, the way that I I, um, I internalized that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was a really good piece. Thank you. I, yeah, like I said, it just kind of like, sometimes I was like describing to one of my coworkers, I was like, sometimes I get like, that same as like getting like a, song lyrics stuck in your head but I do it with like different lines of poetry that I want to write and so like that got stuck in my head while I was driving and so I like pulled over and wrote that and it was specifically like after like the very last line like the I was listening to uh, Supernova on Spotify by Angle uh, however you pronounce his name he's in the Fault in Our Stars um he's like this main character in the Fault in Our Stars that actor he wrote a song called Supernova and like that got stuck in my head. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna write an entire poem based off of this one word in this one line that I have like stuck in my head. Well, I think you did a, a really good job getting what was stuck in your head out on, uh, on paper. All right, so next up, Phil, I don't know if you are ready, but if so, the floor is all yours. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I am ready. All right. Hi, everybody. My name is Phil. Here it is. <clears throat> all right. My name is Phil. Um, this poem is about woman and whiskey, and it is called Woman and Whiskey. <clears throat> Before these times, my heart would melt for four types of love that I've drunkenly felt. I've been dealt lucky and dealt hearts risky, but I always play my hand when it comes to woman and whiskey. Brown hair, no, <clears throat> sorry, brown eyes, brown hair, grounds of wheat as far as your stare. Irish last in a short, tight glass filled or cask that's wound down and distilled. Chilled or warm, she's smoothingly sailing in a Scottish storm. Born in the glen or among peats and fens, we clink, 
we drink, then it's rough talk and scorn. Like sweet, sweet Kentucky corn, bourbon normally neat in my cup. Heat from sun makes American fun, sweat and chores before we eat and sup. There's work too in the Albertan rye orange fields, golden waves in today's yields. Drink and wields the courage to talk. If she walks with sway, then the day is sealed. And that is the end of that poem. I pretty much love any poem that involves alcohol and you pretty much like hit it on the spot and honestly made my mouth water for some bourbon so damn you <laughs> yeah thanks like always badass just amazing all the way around leave it yeah that was really great phil i loved it too um we both got like stupid excited when we heard you were next so um thank you are you guys both in the same room yes <laughs> yes we are <laughs> oh nice oh so you guys got to meet up oh that's cool yeah oh, well, yeah thanks. it's been really cool so we'll go live here in a bit yeah we're the same person, plot twist. <laughs> so. All right, Phil, of course, once again, you know, always bringing it. So definitely a good piece. You know, you, you add a, a different flavor to each part of, you know, poetic therapy that we cook up every week. So definitely thank you for that, man. All right, so I will end the first round. Um, I wasn't going to, but um, since I don't really have anything, but I have something that I have been working on, uh, been kind of just chopping it up and just kind of dissecting it, just taking out lines that I like, separating from the lines that I don't like. So this is what I have. Um, don't have a title for this. Actually, no, I do have a title for this. I, I'm going to name this anonymous. Um, so backstory, it's it's really two pieces together. Um, just because I started both and I wasn't sure how to end both of them. So I said, fuck it, and just threw them together. So here we go. I am going to address this issue with no recipient. To who it may concern sign anonymously sent concealed within are my thoughts and emotions and emotions penned by time with i as the editor of this written book of change chapter to chapter the contents are narrated by pain with tearful eyes arranged in a way for a blurry display hidden are the intentions that i dare not mention but will bring it a little attention Freedom in itself comes with limitations and, sorry, freedom in itself comes with limitations in its positive connotation. But once given, it can take on a different definition. When one once confined by the lines, sorry, when one, 
When one, once confined by the outlines of a settled mind state, if given a taste, problems it can and it will create. A spark of an eternal debate, a nagging question will be hard to escape. Now that I'm free, what will I do? I've been given a second opportunity to start anew while possibly keeping old habits at bay, wishing not to go back, but unknowing of how to run on a brand new track. Cautiously, I'm watching every step, subconsciously counting each breath. Passion ignited, but its light glows faint due to the mind being unable to rest. The cost of freedom is priced differently. Each a sacrifice scaled individually. I'm going to address this issue with no recipient. To who it may concern, sign, sincerely yours, anonymous. And that's the end of that. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I think I've I've seen this piece before through our talks and stuff. Um, but it's so it's so good. Um, I really like the starting fresh and starting anew and not knowing really where it's going to take me, but accepting that it is what it is and that I just have to keep pushing forward because I really I need that fresh start. I felt like that it kind of. Um brought a refreshing reminder or different outlook to myself also. So I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was a great job. I made me feel a little more uplifted. Thank you, thank you. All right, so with that being said, see if you are ready, the floor is yours. If you have anything for us tonight. Hey guys. Um, give me a second, I woke up like two seconds ago. Uh, okay, so this one is called Excavation. And it's like my few love poems since I missed uh, last week as it is. Do this one just on Thanksgiving Sunday. So it was Everything with you is an exhibition, a show of how much I love you. I fill galleries with portraits of your love, of my love, of this thing we call ours. This world is the stage and we are the dancers carving our way through space as we tell them how much we love of how we love, of why we love the way we love. Everywhere is a set where I act out the fluttering of those butterfly wings in my stomach. The unsteady thumbs my heart gives whenever I see you. My lines are a script written by the love I have for you and your replies are poetry made to wrap around me and drag me closer to you. You're an exhibitionist when it comes to emotion. I'm never in doubt when it comes to how you feel. You show the world just how far you've fallen for me, and you like showing the world our love. You're a dream splashed across a canvas of skin, but you say I'm a sculpture that artists wish they had the skill to make. I tell you, you're a work of art. You say I'm a dream you almost can't believe is real. I say all love is real, and you agree with me. And that's the end.
I loved that when you said uh, butterflies I literally like got butterflies in my stomach I loved it thanks Yeah, I see. I think that was a really, really good piece there. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, that, that whole butterfly thing, like it, it, I had the same feeling. Um, it was, it was really well written, I believe. And I don't know, like, I, I like, I like your perspective on, on things there. It's, um, it's different. Um, and that's a good thing. So, Keep the keep up the good work. All right. So next up, uh, Sam, I'm going to have you just um, close out the the, sh the first round. Um, and you're since you are new to the show, so I'm just going to quickly just let you know. Um, you just come in. You introduce yourself, the name of the piece, and then, if possible, any um, inspiration behind the why you chose this piece, or you know whatever the case may be. So, whenever you're ready, Sam, you can go. Flow's all yours. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm from India, and um, I'm sorry, I just woke up actually, and I slept pretty late too. So um, uh, actually, uh, I'll perform a very small piece today because I having a little. I'm having some time processing what's happening. So um, this piece is called uh, "To the Lover of a Poet," and I wrote this thinking that poets are highly underrated, and um, people don't realize that if they fall in love with us, we'll actually write about them, and that's crazy cool. So I'm just, I won't be able to perform much, but um, <clears throat> I'll definitely recite it for you. Okay. I'm fairly new at writing, so uh, all right. <clears throat> to the lover of a poet, how does it feel being in love? Do you hear a thousand violins? Do you feel butterflies carrying you into heaven? Does every footstep create music now? How does it feel being in love? How does it feel living in one of our poems? You're brave. You're in love with the warrior. We fight every day with our thoughts. We bleed in our words and our pens are our swords. Our love is our biggest strength, our armor. And you still fall for us when even we don't know if we'll be back from this raging war in our head, but thank you for giving us a reason to fight. We're sorry if you ever feel alone. We just live in a thousand worlds at one time. We don't just see things, we feel everything around us. Everything imperfect is our muse. We can romanticize anything and even in our own little worlds, you're still with us. Our something imperfect is the only thing that's perfect for us. Maybe that's why it's so difficult to write about love. To understand a poet, just read their work. We're all like our poems. 
broken, incomplete, flawed, trying to change ourselves constantly, we overthink, exaggerate, try to make the best of the minimal words that are given to us. But we're still sufficient. We're good enough and we're still beautiful. And in this constant chaos in our life, we still make place for you. You're still our peace. You're still our home. To the level of a poet, we'll write about you and us and our memories. Because even if the flames of this love burn us, our words will be the scars that will keep this love immortal. You're creating history. How lucky are you? Because only a poet can promise you a forever. And that's it. Thank you. So let me just get this out the way before everybody jumps in. I love that 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 last line, how you ended it. I think that is so true. Um, <laughs> um, but I feel like, you know, for somebody who is fairly new to poetry and writing, that sounded amazing. Like it was well written. I mean, it sound because that's the thing I like about poetry. Like, doesn't matter if you're a novice, you know, you're, you know, you're old school in the game. You're able to craft words and just speak from a real place. And I think with you, you know, you definitely, your piece was very relatable. And, you know, I've even, you know, had some of those feelings um, that you had described in in your piece there. So um, I think that was a really good piece. Thank you. I really like this. It was so beautiful and there were so many lines that I wanted to to hear over, to read over. If you could put it in the chat, that would be great in Discord. Um, but that was really lovely. Thank you so much. I agree, and you definitely have a poetic voice for sure. Yeah, I really, really love the line uh, that you had said about um we live in a thousand worlds at one time. And I think the what you were speaking about before that, uh, that line about um, you're apologizing for not always being there. And I totally like feel that just because me just being so absent-minded all the time, I can be super focused on one thing, but there's like a thousand other things just going on that I'm still like thinking on or trying to give them attention, but you can't always do it. But uh, thank you for sharing. That was, that was amazing. Thank you so much, guys. That's really sweet. Well, definitely keep them keep the words coming because we you know we, we 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 would love to hear them. So, with that being said, that ends round one. We'll kick off round two. Dustin, if you're ready, sir, floor is all yours. Yes, sir. Um, this one is called. Actually, I'm gonna read a different one because what uh, Kay had read before and uh, what others had read kind of made me want to read back on something else different. So let me do that. If I can find it real quick, sorry. Okay, this one's called Need to Know. I need to know that you languish and wallow until drained that you will never vanquish the same sorrows you framed. While you were chasing thrills, desecrating what we attained, 
I was caught in a standstill and you set my world aflame. I need to know that you anguish and your crying goes in vain. To know the same sad language can't wash away your shame. I need to know that you feel guilt, to know that you feel pain whenever letters are spilt spelling out my name. And that's the end. I like this one a lot. I I still think it's so cool how you can write such like short but powerful poems, especially when it comes to love, because I just seem to drag on and on and on, obviously. Um, so I thought this was really great. And thank you for sharing. Thanks, Kay. Yeah, no, I, uh, I wish I could go on and on, but I feel like I would just sound like some dumb rambling dude. So I try to keep them short and sweet and to the to the point of the message I'm trying to make. <laughs> you mean you don't want to sound like a love struck teenager? <laughs> I think I'm past that age now, but maybe <laughs> maybe that's the reason. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it too. I thought it was it was very down to the point and short and powerful. I liked it. Yeah, it was short and punchy. It was real. It was nice. It was good. Yeah, Dustin. Um, I mean, like Kay said, it's 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 funny how you have the two different, uh, well, not two different perspe perspectives, but the different styles where, you know, you can get straight to the point. Um, in your pieces with Kay, you know, she paints this extravagant. Um, story for us but still end results both of you guys you know where you're able to you know grab hold of the audience and just kind of make sure that they're listening to your words so i think you know regardless of how you you know approach it it's still a good story regardless of how it's said fast slow long doesn't matter thanks y'all all right so okay you are up next but um i'm gonna just uh, interrupt the the flow a little bit because Sam does have to go got to get ready for school so Sam I'm going to have you go up next and then Sam when you're done Kay you can go after okay so Sam if you're ready floor is all yours hi I'm sorry it's me again um okay so uh, this piece is called um, I'm not sure if I'm uh, speaking the word out right because we pronounce things differently but um i think it's called hiriyat have you guys heard of it right am i pronouncing it right can somebody just let me know in the comments chats okay i'm gonna go ahead anyway so um so there's this word it's called hiriyat it's an Irish word, it's a Welsh word, and it actually means uh, the feeling of longing for a home that no longer exists and never was. And um, the poem I've written, okay, it's, it's, it's well like this. So I, I think it should be called Harriet. I'm not sure. Okay, so um, Harriet is a word that means the feeling of longing for a home that no longer was and never exists. And um, I was going through a writer's blog actually. Um, and I started to compare poetry to my home, 
right? And what happens in a writer's block is that, I mean, you guys would obviously know if you've had it once or twice, that, um, that you cannot write, obviously. So I thought that poetry, since it was my home, it was something I found comfort in, I could not write anymore. So was I ever into poetry in the first place? And that's what the, and then I found a word for it, right? So I wrote a series of five very short poems, which are incomplete because I've had to force those words out of me. And they're in one, just one poem. They're just in five sets. I'm going to just read that out to you. So the series is called Hiriyat. And it goes. Number one. Laying in bed with you, I draw circles on your bare chest while you hold me. My eyes try to hold you, taking you in like a ray of sunshine. I notice the scar below your ear, how your nose curves above your lips, which have tints of nicotine, the only thing you allow to leave a mark on you. I see the incomplete stubble and the freckles I never noticed because I never got so close. Being scared if I do, it'll consume me whole. There's a birthmark near the base of your neck. I try to make up stories which might connect it with your past. Laying in bed with you, you look at me and smile, leaning in for a kiss. I think about the marks of nicotine and how I have enough words of my own for you to scar me too. I turn away. Poem number two. I look outside my window. The raindrops in my window trickle down. I see a drop... Uh, going downwards towards gravity, merging into the subsequent drops as it goes, growing bigger and bigger. I think about the people who help those before they get a chance to help themselves, who let people borrow their oxygen and sometimes never get it back. The people who take everybody's pain as they meet them and it fills them even if they can't contain it anymore. The raindrop keeps sliding down more and more as it gets heavier, it dissolves at the base of the window. I go back to reading my book. Number three, every emotion I felt when I hugged you for the last time. Number one, discomfort. You come closer and it envelops me in your arms. And uh, sorry, number one, discomfort. You come closer and envelop me in your arms. I struggle to find a place to keep my arms so I can give you the same amount of comfort you're giving me. I want this hug to stay with me forever and stay with you as much too. Number two, discontent. It's not the same. As you pull me in closer, it feels like an empty prison cell. The walls close in on me. I can't find it in me to breathe. It feels like needing to let go without being able to. It feels like us. Number three, longing. You let go and now suddenly, I'd rather have the walls crush me under their weight than feel the cold wind cutting my skin. I can breathe, but it still feels like there's no oxygen in my lungs. Someone who makes peace with the dark will always struggle to find their way in the light. Poem number four. We lay on the field, the soft grass caressing our skin and hair. We look up and try to comprehend what the clouds are telling us. For the first time, I notice that the sky is infinite. It surrounds us completely from one end to another. I suddenly feel a pain in my chest like I'm trapped. The sky has infinite possibilities. Within it, what if I don't find mine? I tilt my head and see you laughing at the clouds. The shapeshifters keep lying to you. I look at them and ask them why the sky felt like being with you. 
I hope that they lie to me too. Final poem, Hiriyat. The closest I have to a home are my words. They are the cinnamon cookies my vanilla sent. They fight among themselves, but also make up and try to love me even if I don't do them justice. But lately my words have been deceiving me. They don't welcome me how they did. My poems feel empty and unsure of whether they want me. My poems feel insecure, scared, flawed, unworthy. My poems feel like a reflection of me. And as I take a pen and try to desperately complete them to rebuild my home with tears of frustration and quaking fingertips, I force words onto the paper, trying to return to a home that probably never was. I feel incomplete and lost in my words, like I've forgotten the way back. What if I never knew what it's like to be home? And that's it. Thank you. This was so beautiful. Like even from your description of explaining the word and its meaning, I thought you had already started the poem because it was that beautiful from the get-go. Um, I really liked this idea of home and um, finding another person, but wishing them to find it themselves as well. I don't know, I thought it was really, really well done. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that was very beautiful. I feel like not even just your poem is beautiful. You have a very beautiful soul and you can, you can like feel that in your writing. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with that. Um, there was a line in there that somebody had shouted out in the chat. Um, but lately my words have been deceiving me and that there's a lot of depth in that one line in itself. Um, you know, for those who are going through certain things, um, it, there's, there's just a lot of layers in that line. And I, and I, I like how you're able to just fit that in there and actually make it make sense. All right, so with all that being said, Kay, if you are ready, floor is all yours. Okay, so I'm Kay, I'm Disrupted by Choice on Tumblr. Um, this is one poem that I wrote this past week. Um, I was just kind of feeling some type of way where it started out, and I was just feeling really hopeless and I kind of just turned it around and, and I think it was a little bit of anger, a little bit of just desperation, um, but this is what I wrote. Push too hard, I'm on the edge and just can't stand. I feel the world on my shoulders, defeated by the girl in the mirror. Getting up in the mirror is hard enough, add in the stresses and the mistrust. My thoughts spin me around like I don't deserve to be picked up, that poison seeping by death's cup, chugging. The pills are hard to swallow from the days before, knowing another one will follow. So I stay, hopeless. Like I'm stuck in trance, hypnosis. My inner mind knowing what it knows, the unknown of what curves will be thrown. The speedballs that fly near my eyes, memories that come flashing by. As thought processes slow their speed, I feel the darkness gather in greed, but with opposition, hunger does speed. Push too hard, I'm on the edge, but I won't give in, I'll grasp the ledge. Hold on to God's grace with sweat dripping from my face. Feeling the forces of renewed energy, bringing me to my feet standing against defeat, grounding against the same old, same old until the moment does strike and I come across gold. The digging worthwhile after all the grinding into the oil I was rigging predominantly broke the mold of a repetition made from the monstrosity 
of the recriminations from a tragedy, a higher power to guide against the morality found inside. I have snacked and snacked, preying on my weak, finding the strength I've lacked, knick-knack, paddywhack, fuck that dog that got a bone just by being owned, given and taken instead of worked for on its own. Dirt on my shoulder has seen weather far colder. The beauty comes from the beholder with hard work and grime, the ladder that took a dive broke and I still did climb. Like a mime to a show, stepping stones did grow. With blessings to reap, connected to the third eye, God kept me close, dreams and cries, escaping water that rose with words interchanging in rows. When I fell, I flew and came up on something brand new. Like a bird to the wind, I flapped my wings and found the empire begin. Finding time is of the essence, untrimmed. Like an eagle to decide, I built a nest, treasures kept inside, nurturing each part of my mind as if it each were an Aries, a baby found in its depths, caring for, tending to, feeding, telling to keep on believing. I'll learn how to continue and I did, soaring. With several tries and mourning, it happened one morning. I left the nest I tended to, taking off and I instantly knew. The time, this time it was my own thing, my passions, my anchoring, the lightning of the coloring, the vividness found alone, set from my own focal zone. Chakras to balance, wisdom to be betrothed. I married the energy of visions that played my own reality. A beautiful mind of insanity because the insanity got me where I am. It told me I can't when I showed it I can. No longer in a world bland and drab, scented in sense, power of what I became, the shining of intense. Finding my own style stems from a flower that grew wild with roots lifted and riled. Replanting the meaning of soul, soulful and doable, affirmations made gullible. It's written on my ceiling, so when I look down, I remember to look up, seeing the ceiling, the dreams of believing. Riches from rags, the process of uncontrollable nags that became priceless. Finding objects of affections and tices. When there's the universal one, the story of the battle I won. Not giving up to destructions, I began, I soar. Now I feed the hunger that builds even more. And that's the end. The line that I liked in that piece, um, and I know I'm going to butcher it, um, but you said something about uh, was written on the ceiling. So when you look down, you're forced to look up. I feel like the vision in that in itself is very powerful um, because it's true. I mean, when you're, you know, you're down and about, I mean, you're down in the dumps and you're just looking down at some point, you have to just look up. And when you do look up and you see the writing on the walls or on the ceilings, you know, it, it should give you something to look up to again the next time. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, I wrote it because you know how they used to say like global is written on the ceiling and I would always look up. <laughs> um, but I just, I, I thought of that and I was thinking about affirmations and how it's so easy to look down when I'm feeling down. Um, but if I can remember this simple saying of globals written on the ceiling, maybe I'll look up and not be so, so sad. So I want to add in, um, also, I know you're sitting right by me, but just so everybody else can hear too, like, I feel like, um, like it's one thing to read your poems, but you put so much more power than is, even ex like more power than is expected into your reading and it makes it almost sound different. Um, I really like that. Thank you. Thanks for sitting next to me. So fun. <laughs> I really uh, like the line we were talking about um, 
uh, thinking insanity because it told you you can't, but you showed it. I can. That line, just fucking perfect. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, defines my insanity a thousand times. So appreciate it. All right. So with that being said, Ophidia, if you are ready, floor is all yours. Okay, so I am ready. This one I actually wasn't planning on reading yet because I, I feel like I want to do more with it. Um, this one doesn't have a title yet, but it I don't really know what it started as. Maybe like journal entry. I think I was just trying to let some emotions out and then just kind of led into a poem. So one thing after another, I guess. But here it goes. Maybe it's just the ice in my veins, but it feels like the world has grown cold ever since you left me that day. I hate how it burns, and this time I don't mean the rage, but the look on your face as you pulled away. I hate how that's my most vivid memory. I wish I could forget that day. I begged you to visit a while longer because that was our final moment, and I could feel it. I can still feel it. How cold your lips were that had no love for me. A last kiss so cold, I still can't get warm. And maybe it's just the ice in my veins, but it feels like the world has grown cold ever since you left me that day. So I vow to myself and every page that someday you will hold a book and you will read my words. And you'll only know it's me when my pain-ridden lines seep down to your soul after someone breaks your heart and leaves your chest with a hole. The flip of my pages will send chills down your spine, but only then will you have a clue when the icy touch from pages of a book will leave the tips of your fingers blue. And that's the end. I'm gonna go ahead and comment too. Um, this piece reminded me of my ex and how I longed for like this last kiss where like, like it would be the, like I knew it would be the last time, but I would be okay with it. And I remember I would go over to his house and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to because I knew the pain that would follow, but I did it anyway because it was worth, it was worth being there for at least a little while. Um, so I really relate to this piece and thought it was really well done. Thank you. Um, actually, I guess there is a little bit of background to it then because it, um, I guess is kind of written about my last, the last time I saw somebody who was important to me back then. And just like that one, that seems to be like the most vivid memory in my mind for some reason, that one last day. And it's probably something that, that day is probably a day that person doesn't even remember. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, that piece was dope. That piece was dope. Um, that last line in particular just kind of put an image in my head. Um, and pretty much how I see it uh, with the fingers being blue. So the way I see it is like, obviously, you know, you're emotional, but the love itself, it's leaving your body. 
and it's your hands that are writing all these words and emotions and stuff like that on the piece of paper. So obviously when the when the love is leaving the body, the fingers are turning blue because there's no none of that emotion is left because you're writing it all out. And I don't know. I have a weird mind. Don't mind me. But that's that's the image that I got from that. So that was pretty dope. I really like that. Actually, when I was writing it, I had kind of a similar, I guess, picture in my mind of um, all the pain and kind of a realization of the pain that you've caused somebody and the pain in the book seeping through, I guess, the tips of fingers and just the realization, I guess. But uh, thank you for the feedback. I really, I really liked the input. All right. So with that being said, Rich, if you are ready, was all yours. All right. Imperial Lefty back here again. And as I was scribbling in my notebook, um, I was starting to begin a series of poems based on the people in the uh, Wu-Tai community. Uh, the series will be called For the Family. And this is just, we'll call it a rough draft of one of those pieces. The working title right now is Brother John. Your heart is not a curse, but it is a blessing that allows you to know how fleeting life is. And even though in this day and age with our days and age falling away from us, we may never meet. We may never shake hands or share dinner or share laughs in the same air, but understand this, you are a brother of blood and broken dreams and bitter promises that you keep to yourself and the God that you refound. You are a brother. State lines can only state lines that we have found each other. We may never play video games or watch movies or laugh the same laugh, but we are brothers. There are reasons why I want to break you down because your faith and my faith don't have faith in each other. And that's fine because we're brothers. You see the repetitiveness of the praise give and praise taken, compliment and complimentary state staken. We're living for each other because we are brothers. John, I may crucify you and laugh while I do it, but I promise you, there are things that we can only bury for each other because we are brothers and maybe you are the light in my darkness and maybe I'm the darkness that will consume your light and maybe, just maybe, we'll find an even path and walk alongside it because we are brothers. The end. Rich, I love the idea, first of all like, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, I think it's a wonderful idea and I can't wait to hear more about it. And the piece itself was just awesome. 
let's just hope I finish this. Well, I hope you do. The piece itself was pretty dope. Um, I really like how, like the concept that um, that I created while reading, well, while listening to your piece. You know, you, there's always there's always two pieces to a whole. You know, and for the most part, usually that's how brothers should be. Two pieces to one whole, one complementing each other. You know, su supporting each other's weaknesses and strengths. So that's the that's what I got from that, and I really liked it. Pretty good. Thanks, Jay. I still have to keep my promise and make John cry on a live session. So I'm not, I'm not letting that one go. Don't worry, I'll get him out here. All right, so next up, Charlie, if you are ready, the floor is all yours. Uh, okay, um, yet another untitled one. Uh, this is posted on my Tumblr, um, Hometown Blues. I think I forgot to state that earlier. Um, but like it was posted a while ago. Hard to find. <laughs> There's a different kind of loneliness hanging in the air tonight. It has settled around the town like the cloak of fog in October. I'm out in the cold, but it's my mind that is bothering me. It's the emptiness, the lack of people on the street, the lack of cars on the road, the lack of ambient noise I had grown used to. Even trains don't come by as much anymore. <clears throat> I feel deserted, staring at an open, endless sky where the moon and stars are the only light I can find. The loneliness is a feeling close to haunting. It's the only ocean down here. It dredges up old memories in a flood while coming in waves. Faces of the forgotten, the teeth of enemies, the disintegration of past selves, and friends with holy bodies. We are lost to it. We are the slaves to a minute. Uh, yeah. I really love the, the emotions that you bring. Um, the two pieces you present tonight have been really good and really rich with emotion and it's a lot of there's a lot of good t uh, content within that piece there. Really good. Thank you. All right. So with that being said, Kaylee, if you are ready, the floor is all yours. Um, hello again. So I've been doing a lyrical series, like a song lyrical series. Um, it's based off of a bunch of songs that are just kind of stuck in my head um, and have been. Like I have a playlist on Spotify that I can link in the Discord to like kind of give you like almost a playlist because I'm planning to like post these songs, like these song poems in order. Um, so they have like a playlist that goes with them. But this is called Achilles Come Down. 
Self-sacrificing fools would do well to take lessons from you. Arrogant and full of pride, you'll dive headfirst into the depths of Tardis before admitting you're wrong. Did you get lost among the blood and carnage of the battlefield? Did you hold your head so high it got tangled in the stars? Would it be so bad to remind yourself that if you are immortal, you had to have been started out mortal at some point? Armed in battle with just your teeth and bloodlust, you made the gods tremble with your glories, the pride of Ares and Zeus, the epitome of what every Greek warrior wished to achieve. How I wish I could have saved you from your fate. Born of passion and greed, you were always meant to die on the battlefield, never able to know a moment's peace. You could not pause with the restlessness that rattled your bones and coursed through your veins. Vengeful and full of undulterated rage, you only fell when the gods intervened, striking an opportunity to stop you before you grew too powerful. But your story is still saying to this day, your shadow is so great that none can escape. How I wish you could have seen beyond the rage, beyond the pain. How I wish you could have seen those who loved you. And that's it. I love the, I wish you could have seen beyond the rage. That last little bit there was really good. Nothing was, but that was my favorite part for sure. I love this one though. I love hearing the, uh, the mythology and the story and the emotion that is treaded through it. Once again, Kaylee, you you brought it. Um, I really like this piece, actually. Um, what was what was the the inspiration again, or if if there was any? Uh, I think I don't know if um, I missed that or not. But so I'm doing a like song based poetry collection um, based off of songs that have just been kind of stuck in my head, mostly thanks to TikTok um but it's just songs that like keep repeating that I have stuck in my head that I've just like created like a whole thing about um on Spotify like there's a whole playlist that I have on Spotify that's just these songs um and I'm planning to like post them all in order on Tumblr whenever I'm done with them if I ever you know stop getting songs stuck in my head but so this is based off of um Achilles Come Down by Gang of Youths. It's a five minute long song if you want to check it out. It's a pretty decent song, if I do say so myself, if you're like really obsessed with mythology like I am. Yeah, I'm actually going to check that out. Um, can you just type the name in there um, in the chat box so that way I know I spelled it right when I go search for it? Yeah. All right, so. Next up, Phil, if you're ready, sir, was all yours. Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay, I'm here. Okay, sorry, I just, uh, I had to, to go somewhere away from the noise okay <clears throat> oh by the way just because i haven't said anything guys tonight i've been i've just been like busy but like everything tonight i've heard has been like super solid um super impressed and such okay <clears throat> so um my next poem is like I, I i was like at work one day and like 
um, the night before I had just finished reading this like super controversial book that's like super controversial and like everybody has like super strong opinions on it one way or another. And so um, I was like thinking about it like all day at work. And then like after work, the boss took us all for like a few drinks. So I had like a few drinks. And then like, by the time I got home, um, my wife called me and like asked me about my day. And like all day, I had just been like, like brewing these opinions and stuff like on my mind and stuff and hadn't told like anybody about it. And then like, plus like a few drinks me in, and it just like all came out. And I felt like, like this like prophet who had just like stumbled in from the wilderness after seeing the face of God. So <clears throat> here it goes. Bloody sandals, shaky rod. I have seen the face of God. Hot and cold places I've been, but you will never be free from sin. Stumbled in the door, mumbling truth, blast from behind like John Wilkes Booth. I'm no soothsayer, for some mushrooms better eaten soon than later. My sun-scorched eyes are seared. The system decides I'm tripping and weird. Tiered ideology, I scream at technology while melted snow drips from my beard. It's all crumbling. Do your research. The rumbling ground is weed dirt. Please flirt with profit, but guns, you shall drop it. But the raining down fire will hurt. I let out vomit. A shout from God like a comet. Burning up the sky as my words soar by. The apocalypse is here, and I saw it. And that is the end of that. I love that. I think that's probably my favorite piece that you've done so far. Oh, yeah, thanks. I really like the uh, the last line. You're talking about um, the apocalypse is here, and I saw it like it's already happened. So you're like, where have you been? <laughs> Yeah, my, my wife was not prepared for, for the answer that I had to give. It was just like, oh, hey, how's your day? And I was like, blah, 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 all this vomit. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a crazy time. Good piece once again, Phil. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I'm still, like, amazed on how your mind works. Um, but I'm glad that it works the way that it does. Whether it works or not is up for debate, but I'm glad you liked it anyways. All right, so with that being said, see if you are ready, those all yours. Okay, so. There's a bit of backstory for this one. Um, I think because I put this one up on Discord. So recently, as a week or two ago, there is um, a kidnapping of a girl in my country. And there's ransom and a lot of people were following up the story and eventually um, she was found dead. And 
I think there was some links to corruption with her job and stuff. And basically, people have been protesting silently across the streets because we think that this is the last straw. They've been because there've been so many women that have been gone missing, and then sometimes they turn up dead, sometimes they never turn up at all. Um, so I kind of wrote this one in response to the whole situation. It's called "Stop Playing Games with Our Lives." Stop playing games with our lives. I'm tired and tired and tired of being afraid. I have to fear for my friends, my sisters, my nieces and nephews, that they'll never make it home. I have to wonder if one day we'll all get a grave in a graveyard and not some dark forest, somewhere with only the trees to be a witness of our resting place. Stop playing games with our lives. I'm not prey to be hunted. I'm not meat to be beaten. I'm not dare to be raped. I'm not here to be a statistic. Stop playing games. I'm not a pawn for your power. I'm not a tool to be used for your twisted desire. Stop playing games with our lives. Stop keeping us helpless. Stop forcing us to creep your life wary lest we steer the monsters that strike fearless among us. Stop playing games with our lives for your bribes because of your corruption for your monstrous friends. Stop playing games with our lives. We're not here for your amusement. Stop playing games with our lives. And that's the end of it. I really like the message and meaning behind that piece because um, I know growing up, you know, I was always categorized as, you know, I'm going to be a statistic in something. So, um, you know, it, 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 I feel like that's our, you know, it's a rallying cry. Like, you know, we're not going to be this anymore. We're going to be something different. So I definitely like, I like that. Thanks, Jim. There's something about this piece that simply, so you shed light on a very real um, terror that exists in our reality. Like sometimes you see it in a headline and sometimes you don't, like you said, sometimes you find the dead body and sometimes you just don't find anything at all. And it's, it really is a shame that we have to cry out for humanity to do what's right to not have to live in a world where these things not just happen but happen far too frequently with very little um options for solutions because if there was a solution to these sort of issues they wouldn't happen but you know life is fair in its unfairness all right so that ends round two uh so it's about 9 15 so i think we will start the last rounds early so dustin i'll give you the honors kick off the last round. See, I uh, didn't say anything last round. I was still just kind of soaking it all in, but damn, uh, that's all I have to say. I 
I think Rich kind of said what uh, else needed to be say or what, what else I would have thought of saying, but damn. Oh, uh, so I'll, I'll change the um, course I've been going with the, my first two pieces and read something a little different this time. Um, this one is called Highest Bitter. Um, I'm not searching to be whole when my own half's incomplete, even though I can fit the role. I won't fulfill what you need because eventually you'll see the stubbornness of my soul and eventually you'll leave finding someone else to mold as if it was your only goal to my heart to hear my heart's defeat disintegrate like ash and coal the glow of past lovers heat because this wasn't meant to be and I don't want to take it at all on the likes of you and me so I grew accustomed to the cold and the silence it can hold when the heart no longer has to plead for affection already sold to the next highest bidder's greed. And that's the ending. I grew accustomed to the cold because of the silence that it can hold. That's deep. I fuck with that. That's deep. Thanks, Jay. All right, so next up, I believe, is a collab between Kay and Ophidia. So if you guys are ready, the floor is all yours. Can we go later in this round? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. Um, Thank you. So, Rich, I'm going to kick it to you. All righty then. Let's, uh, should we shift gears? Let's see. All right. So I also have a series of prompts or things that I can use as prompts that are just entitled insert poetry. I usually write a one sentence starter and then fill in the rest. So Let's use the latest one that I wrote today. Simple sins cut close to the bone when vices are too loose to tame. You see, there's no game here. Foxes and hounds are prey and predator alike. What don't you get about it? You are responsible. You are powerful. You are almighty to the things you call pet, domesticated, diminutive creature. You can look at your reflection and say the same. Your personality is a pet. It is something that you tame, something whose fangs and claws you shriveled down so that you didn't bite too hard when someone pissed you off. You see, simple sins cut close to the bone when vices are too loose to tame. I don't strangle strangers whose overall tone pisses me off. That would put me behind bars and the only bars I need are the ones I drop on Thursday night. So come at me. 
simple sins cut too close to the bone when vices are too loose to tame. You see, it's not a really great line, but it should get the point across. You are who you say you are and who you believe you are. So when your reflection is no longer the thing you tamed, you are no longer the thing you tamed. You are something loose. You are something reckless. You are something dangerous. You are something that does something that can't be undone. And we already live in a life where time is man-made, so it doesn't exist. So we don't get anything back. So tame your shit get it right and figure it out the end i like the rawness of that piece because you know sometimes you just gotta get hit with truth and reality of life and what it is and i think that piece really does embody that All right, so next up, Charlie, if you are ready, the floor is all yours. Yeah. Okay, this one is kind of about global, global climate change. Um, it's called The Mother's Curse, or at least it's a working title. Um, <laughs> a nurse, Mommy Dearest, oh my love, we suck and suck until we're all found dead. We suck and suck, we have nothing to give. A nurse, Mommy Dearest, Find us a home underneath brown layers to fire and brimstone. Magma flowing underneath frill bones. Unearth us, mommy dearest, for we cannot be found. We hide under mountains of lies in man-made lakes with bloodshot eyes. We watch the moon blur as we sink down further. Unearth us, mommy dearest, we are the lost in myth. The end. <laughs> I like the perspective on that um, because it really makes you like, it gives you something to really look at in terms of our relationship and interaction with the world that we live in. Um, and I know some people, they kind of, I don't want to say take things for granted, but you know, some that piece I feel like if you really listen to it and really what, it's, what you're trying to say and that it kind of keeps you grounded and makes you really see things a little bit differently. Thank you. That's just high praise. High praise. Yeah. I really like the uh, the line and the imagery it gave me um, when you're uh, talking about uh, the magma flowing beneath their bones. I think that was the line that um, that I heard. But yeah, that was uh, that just kind of like really made me picture just um, literally having like magma or like lava like inside your body. <laughs> for some reason but yeah I just I really like the imagery you gave there thank you that was like the line that I had like stuck in my head that forced me to like write that poem well you did a good job crafting everything else around that so really good all right so next up Kaylee if you are ready floor is all yours um, hello again. So this is another poem from my song series. Uh, it's another five minute song. Um, I'll post it in the discord 
like a link to it in the discord. I did that with the other poem and the song that that poem is based off of, but this is called Line Without a Hook. Meeting you was like taking a breath after being held underwater for so long. I forgot how sunlight felt against my skin. Trembling, I remember reaching out to you with frozen fingers and you jerking away, telling me to keep my distance. And I didn't know how to tell you that I would follow you to the end of the earth if it would make you feel even a fraction of the happiness you bring me. Would lay down my life if it would mean you'd grace me with your warm Maytime smile that awakens the butterflies in the hollow parts of myself that I've long since thought to be dead. So I continue to skirt around you, smile hidden behind a mask that I've perfected, my eyes remaining casted away in fear that if you gaze into them for too long, you'd begin to understand how I feel about you. And that's it. That piece was really good. Um, there was a line in there, and sorry if I butchered this, but it said something about along the lines of uh, the butterflies in my stomach that I thought were dead. Uh, that was dope because it just like when you go so long without something and you and you get reintroduced into it. Sometimes that feeling that you once thought was there, it's no longer there. And then, you know, once you get, you know, reintroduced to it, it just comes back to life again. So I like that imagery there. I love the part about, um, about being like underwater submerged and been there so long, you forget what the sunlight feels in your skin. That, uh, that one really hit. Yeah, I was trying to not be super cliche with like, cause most people when they're like, oh, I've been held underwater for so long, I forgot how to breathe or something. I didn't want to use like that cliche. And so like, I, I like swimming. And so I was like, okay, so what's like a, a different way I can put this? And then I was like, ah, sunlight, feeling the warmth of the sun because like underwater, you're like in your own world. And that's kind of like, why I put it at the opening because I really wanted it to be like a this was this like the person kind of bursting out of like being just in their own world numb not feeling anything for so long and then just like it all coming to the surface of no longer feeling that way yeah it works uh, works perfectly um in that sense uh, I used to actually swim in high school competitively so um as a swimmer like being in the water essentially is kind of like being in your own element, being in your zone. So I 100% uh, resonate with that because a lot of the time you'd be in there, but like once you be, you're able to get out, you get the sun in your skin, you, you actually feel warm again. It kind of like brings light to what should be because you, you know, you don't want to stay in water your whole life. You can't do that, <laughs> but it is a nice home for uh, those who uh, I guess feel um, connected to it. But uh, I, I really like that one. All right. So with that being said, see if you have another piece for us tonight, floor is all yours. Um, I don't have one piece. I do have a little piece of um, a story. It is, I think I read a piece earlier from it. It's part of the introductory series for my 
uh, work in progress that I'm planning, uh, Empire of Ghosts. And uh, like I said before, it's really just for me to learn the characters a bit. Um, so this is all just a little piece of introductory. But Empire of Ghosts is like a space uh, opera fantasy sci-fi thing. Um, and it kicks off when a planet gets destroyed by a corporation in a bit to take over their entire system. And the ghosts, our protagonists, have to sort of retaliate. But this is part of the interaction series. Who am I? The shivers of cold despair rattle through my bones. I'm the voice of a thousand ghosts, and yet I am afraid. Deity tongues heavily at my limbs. My teeth grinds with terrified reluctance. All of us know the cold can come at any time, as surely as we know that the cold may never come while we live in flesh. All of us know the risks we accept, the truth of our self-proclaimed mandate, the things we must do. All of us know. It does not mean that some of us do not hope that we may never be called to light, that these lives we live as cover are all that we would live, letting our secrets stay to the shadows, covered and founded and used. But Amaril is gone, and a madman threatens wheels with a promise of safety and prosperity. I am the voice of a thousand ghosts and a thousand more, and when the last rains fall for me, my voice will be added to theirs. I am afraid. But we have always been afraid. It hasn't ever stopped us. This peaceful life is beautiful. It is worth regretting. It is not worth abandoning the straits to their fate to leave Amaril without justice. I am a ghost of the empire. To fear death is to fear thing already past. No, I'm afraid of what I must do. Winning wars is never pretty. But I'm a ghost of the empire. Freedom is, my is in my veins, breeds through every breath I take, wanders through every maze in my mind. Justice fills the core of me, pressed into me by stories of my ancestors, by the whispered lessons of my parents, leaned on the dusty, lawless streets of Tikal. I have fallen a thousand times and risen a thousand more. I have been afraid far more times than I can count. The rains have fallen for me for a thousand times before, and if they must fall again for me, for Amaril, for the streets, then so be it. I am afraid. This, this is nothing. I am a ghost of the Empire. I have been called. I will answer. And that's it. I like that. That was really dope. Thanks. All right, so okay, Ophidia, I'm gonna let you guys close out the uh the show. So whenever you guys are ready, do your thing. Okay, we're ready. <laughs> Okay, bear with me here. <laughs> okay. Hey I'm Montana, Hannah. Okay. 
There we go. Cool. We got dressed up because we wanted to have fun, and why not? Hello, social distancing. Um, <laughs> do you want to explain the poem? Yeah, so we had an idea where we wanted to do like a yin and yang type of ordeal, but we put a little twist on it. So I'm doing yin, but the little bit of a twist there is where yin rep represents the dark side of yin and yang and the shadows and um, the theme of my poem is the light side of the dark and yeah and then I did like the dark side of the light so how um, there's just even with the balance there's still the opposition to each opposition I guess would be a good way to put it which I actually really like now that I say it out loud um, but yeah so do, are you starting yours first mm -hmm. or does mine start out Okay, either or. You go first. Okay, so she's gonna go first. These these wigs, guys. If you see me going like this, oh it's because they're so hard to wear. I grabbed the wrong book. Okay. Okay. Okay, and I just titled it Yin. Can they hear us? Are they? Yeah. Can you guys, can you guys hear, us? hear us? We can't see anyone telling us yes or no. Yes, you're good. Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's go. Okay, sorry. Okay, so this one I just called, uh, titled it Yin. I always find beauty in pain, comfort in panic. I, fa I favor Yin over Yang, but maybe I prefer the dark and what lurks in the shadows because the only thing that can come next is the sunrise after tomorrow of tomorrow and the most painful tears I've cried came from the ones I loved the most. I feel the most light and love from the darkest of ghosts. The most beautiful, beautiful people I've met have hearts with spots of black because they took pain from others and relieved them of their cracks. The kindest of hearts have the deepest of scars, but no one ever sees the light side of the dark but no one ever watches fireworks in the day. They wouldn't even notice the spark. So maybe I don't linger in the shadows because I love the pain. I always come back for the beauty it contains. And then this is my part of it, Yang. Shut off and taken from myself. Am I a hostage or am I somebody else? It seems the world shrinks in, taking from a grin, too miserable like I'm the joker who just met my twin. Unable to understand, I'm psychotic, broken and grand, too perfect, too bland. Yin drops to the other side, to yang like sand. An hourglass trickling in time, within seconds, I go from chains to gains, clashing and gnawing with teeth as I'm falling. Yet opposition brings me near, a breaking with each time, finding me with a tear. A smile turned real, questioning, questioning if this is something I can feel, like 21 as if no joker is here. I've hit the jackpot, seconds that clear, but with happiness, there's also sadness, where moments take me from concern to thoughts of, do I deserve this? Embracing each written piece, I found the reason Yang met Yin, becoming a close-knit friend. With what I thought was a greatest sin, honesty had me question what was within. It was at a place where misery found my face that I had to learn how to even, even the score of brokenness felt to the core. Taking the tragic to self-care moments sporadic, the small things making me ecstatic, 
Shutting down what I couldn't know, I let it be, finding I'd grow, because where darkness creeps in, Yang finds Yin. And that's the end. <laughs> I like that uh, that last line there. Um, and as uh, C had pointed out too, no one ever watches fireworks in the day. I, I really love this. That did great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And we literally broke those like yeah. 30 minutes before. <laughs> yeah, before the show. Okay, first off, I love the costumes, the wigs and stuff. Um, <laughs> no, but both of those poems were really nice. I like them. Uh, I think they complemented each other really well. And I'm glad to know that you all are both actually two separate people for real. <laughs> We are, we are. We're glad to know too. <laughs> Two pieces of a whole. I, I, I like that. So I think that piece and the, the imagery and you know the outfits that kind of really put everything together, at least for me, because you got the yin and yang, the two colors in the hair, one's darker, one's lighter. Like I, I like that whole thing that I just just witnessed it pretty good cool thank you we've, we've had some fun with it yeah all right I should say at least one nice thing <laughs> you should you should uh just a reiteration of what I said last week because now you you've brought your own you've brought your own friendship full circle so a lot, a lot of times, you know, people meet virtually and it's like, oh, like we should meet and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you have that hallmark moment where you meet in an airport or you meet at the hotel and it's like, oh, and then like the credits roll. This is like when it's real, it's so much better. So the fact that after all of the talking and all of the jokes and the haha, this is truly what this is all about two friends meeting and literally having the time of their life. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, it's funny because we literally like met up at a Barnes and Noble in the poetry section. Um, so it really is poetic. <laughs> That's a pretty great story. It is, I didn't think about it until we said it too. Well, it's, it's, it's good to see how poetry really brings everybody together so you guys really just live that out so that's pretty good well you guys haven't seen the the last of us so yeah i'm fully expecting now like even if y'all don't go on video again to just i'm just gonna be picturing y'all wearing a pink wig when you read your poems now <laughs> yes yeah wigs are hard man <laughs> All right, so with all of that being said, oh, actually, before we close out, uh, a couple things. Um, anybody who is listening out there would like to join our little Discord, uh, feel free to look us up on Discord uh, right under the influence. Um, we also have a top page on Tumblr, um, which is W-U-T-I prompts, so follow that page. 
because uh, we do weekly prompts on there. And yeah, I mean, with all that being said, you know, once again, we thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to our words, to be a part of this poetic therapy. Um, until until we meet again. You guys have a good night.